Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Tales of Our 20s. I'm Leslie, one of your hosts, and with me today is my best friend, Andre. Hey, everyone. What up? What up? Yesterday was Andre's birthday. Whoa, 29? Yeah. (laughs) What, two weeks ago was my birthday? Yeah, something like that, yeah. October babies. Yeah, OVO. Libra. Libra season. Um, so yeah. So Andre, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. We saw each other very recently, actually. We've like, seen each other a lot. We have, yeah. Like two days ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we hung out this weekend, um, prepping for one of our friends' weddings next month. Yeah. Um, and just had like a little a little get together. So we were like hanging out a lot this weekend. Um and we were supposed to record live and in person but we totes forgot <laughs> we did not yeah we just get so like caught up in the moment that we don't ever we don't just like sit down and do stuff like this we don't yeah 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 yeah. we're too busy having fun yeah it's got to be very scheduled <laughs> but, um, yeah. but it's all good uh so how was your birthday yesterday it was cool it was cool so um i like got way more phone calls than I'm used to getting. It was like Ooh. but like significant phone calls from like people I would actually answer the phone for. Yeah. So like a ton from like my godmothers, but I have like just tons and like relatives and I was like, oh my God. It was like too much actually. Cause like <laughs> <laughs> my my introvert levels were like, whoa, this is like way too much like interaction. You need like a chance to recharge. And I was just not getting that. It was like back yeah. to back to back. Um, but it was good. It was good. Um, I feel good. 29 um, came very fast uh, in the last year of my 20s. Don't know how this happened, but, you know, I'm I'm ready for it. I'm ready for what, 25, what 29 has to offer. Embrace it. Yeah. Enjoy it. It comes and goes very quickly. <laughs> yeah, you're telling me. I, like, can't believe that I'm here, actually. <laughs> Well, that's good. I'm glad you had a, a chill birthday. Even though yeah, it was on a Monday, so it was kind of yeah. like a weird part of the month. But you guys, Leslie and my friends, uh, like Loki celebrated my birthday early this past weekend. So I still felt very loved. Yay. Yeah, I tried to make sure that we didn't forget. I was like, we're all going to be together. Um yeah, I mean, my birthday was, like, on a Wednesday, which is, like, the worst day to have a birthday. That really is. <laughs> <laughs> At least, like, on a Monday, you're kind of, like, going off the weekend vibes. But Wednesday, you're, like, in the middle of the week. So. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. It was so that. fun, though. So. That's cool. Yeah. I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah. So, anyways, um... Today, me and Andre are going to talk about our experiences with toxic relationships, which is a pretty heavy topic. Yeah, it's definitely, um, it's definitely <laughs> like birthday vibes. <laughs> no, um, and we've actually kind of put this top this uh, this topic on the back burner for a little bit, but we're going to talk about what we've learned about ourselves from those experiences. I mean. Toxic relationships take on so many different forms. Like, it can be between you and a romantic partner, a colleague, a friend, or even Mm -hmm. a family member. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's 
hard to see the warning signs and then find the courage to leave or disconnect from that individual. And it can be even harder just to stand up for yourself. So, um, so me and Andre are just going to talk about our experiences. We, I mean, thankfully, I don't think either of us have been on a serious, serious toxic relationship where we've experienced like extreme emotional or physical abuse. Right. But I think, um, so we're fortunate in that sense, but I mean, we've encountered a lot of people in our lives that have just brought a lot of negative energy to our lives and have caused, you know, have been difficult or, you know, caused us stress. So Right, yeah. Like, more like toxic characteristics rather Mm -hmm. than a completely toxic person. Yeah. And that's to say, I mean, if you know you're in a toxic relationship, no matter what form, um... It's always in your best interest to try to stick up for yourself and make changes to make yourself better. And even we understand it can be harder for some people. For sure. Um, So, Andre, have you ever been in a bad relationship or in a toxic relationship, quote, unquote? Um, I would say that, like, I don't know that I've been in a toxic relationship. Um, Like I was saying, it was just more like there are a lot of, like, toxic characteristics like it it wasn't I don't know I guess I don't know what how are we defining toxic relationship I guess I would say someone who you know when like we're friends and I feel like for the most part our friendship is built up on bringing each other up you Mm -hmm, know mm -hmm. and um providing joy and positivity to each other's lives right Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm so for me, I have been, I've had, I feel like I've had several toxic relationships growing up and as far as friendships go, where okay. I felt like that individual, um, how can I say it without sounding like I'm judgy or whatever, but they just took advantage of me in a lot of ways or to them it was more of a friendship of convenience and not really a true friendship where you want to try to understand a person emotionally and connect with them so it was kind of like we were trying to force a friendship or I okay. was trying to force a friendship and try to see where if there was anything positive about this person um, and then realizing like, hey, it's better for my mental health that they're just, we're just not friends. Like, it's okay. Um, and I guess I'll go into more detail in a little bit, but. Okay. So like a relationship where it's harming to you necessarily. It's not like it's more harming than it is helpful, I guess. Mm -hmm. is a good way to put it. Okay. Yeah. I've had, I think I've had some, some relationships like that. I had like, I've had friends, um, that have been like that. And then I think like the last time I seriously dated someone, which was like freaking 10 years ago or something now. Um, I think that was, it was more of a harmful relationship than a positive one. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think a lot of that has to do with like, what is, so what manifests itself in the relationship, right? So things like um, insecurity, 
um, dominance, like being self-centered. I think a lot of, I think those are like aspects of things or, or things that might come about from a toxic relationship. And so I think I did feel those kind of things. Those were like being insecure about myself is something that came from um, a relationship I had or a friendship I had or both really. Like it was like friendships and relationships was insecurity I think is probably like a major uh, manifestation of a toxic relationship. And it makes you just like feel like you are not good enough um, for the person, um, which is interesting, right? Because you're the one getting hurt, but you kind of like blame yourself. And so that's a how I felt at least. And so I felt like I wasn't good enough for this person, whether it was my friend or my significant other. Um, and then that kind of like changes into all of these other pathologies, you know, like once you're insecure, it's so easy to like fall into a trap of blaming yourself and finding things wrong with yourself. And uh, like you said, it can affect your, your mental health. Um, and so it becomes, it becomes a thing where the relationship is starting to affect you as an individual and how you, how you view yourself. Um, so yeah, I've definitely been in those situations and um, I've just kind of like, I'm the kind of person that just kind of like excises that stuff from my life. Like I cut those people off, um, like for the sake of my own being or for the, the sake of my own health, I just kind of like cut those things out of my life. Like it's like a cancer or a tumor or something. And I don't know if that's like the healthiest way to go about it. Um, but I know that my mental health is in a better place because I took that action. Yeah, Totally. I mean, okay, so just going off your whole insecurity point, mm -hmm. for me, when I was, like, my one of my first boyfriends in high school, granted, you're so young at that time, you don't yeah, know yeah. how to operate, like, you don't know how to have, like, a real relationship sometimes, mm -hmm. you're still trying to figure it out, right? And you have right. hormones going through you, you don't know what commitment really means or what it takes, so I just remember... In one of my earliest relationships, my boyfriend was, or I've had several guys that I've dated be very, very insecure and very jealous about who I was friends with and um, who I wanted to hang out with. And not necessarily saying that I was going to hang out with guys, but like if I wanted to spend the night at my girlfriend's house or something, they would get upset. So... Those kind of things where in the moment you think, okay, well, I really like this guy. And so I'm going to excuse this kind of behavior instead of like trying to rationalize it with him saying, hey, I made a commitment to you. I'm dating you. And at some point you have to realize like, I trust you. So you need to trust me equally and know that no matter who I'm with, regardless, um, it's never going to cross a line and I'm always going to be faithful to you. And so that's kind of like the breaking point where it's like, you know, are you going to are you going to change your ways or are you going to see my point of view? Right. Um, and then I've also had friendships that were toxic that were like, they would always just ask me for favors instead of wanting to genuinely hang out with me. Um, they would only contact me when it was like most convenient for them. And it wasn't because they honestly cared. Um, I've had 
relationships with friends, female friends, where they would do really bad things to other people that I care about. And then I would just kind of excuse it instead of seeing it for what it was and like not addressing it and saying, hey, what you did was really fucked up. Oh, you know, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying that like your relationship wasn't with them wasn't necessarily toxic to you, but it was to it was to other people, Mm -hmm. but you never said anything about it. And it's it's kind of like, yeah, you kind of use that as an excuse where it's like she's never done anything to me. But Mm. at the same point, it's like I equally care about my other friends. So. In that sense, it's like I need to also respect them at the same time. Gotcha. And so, and sh- like those people, they just don't realize like their behavior really does hurt other people. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. um, and like you said, it just took a lot of time for me to realize it and then kind of exit the situation. Mm. But like for you, in that, relationship where you were very insecure where it made you feel that way did it have like a breaking point because obviously you want to give people the benefit of the doubt you want the opportunity to change um but when is it like enough is enough you know um when can you not take any more or when do you think like no matter how much i like this person um even if i've committed so much time to this relationship it's like Things are never going to get better. Mm-hmm. And like some people I feel like for me with one of my female friends, I felt like I held out for, for years, you know, which made it harder because like you have such a long history with a person that you don't want to be like, okay, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. Um, like you just want to, you just, you want to also value the time that you have had with them. Um, I think I definitely agree with that. Um, for me, uh, in my romantic relationships, one of the, I mean, the the thing that I remember saying when I was like 19 or 20, whenever that relationship was over, was like, I remember saying that I didn't feel like myself. Um, and that for me was like my breaking point. I was like, I don't know. Like, I was just doing things for the sake of the relationship and like mm-hmm. I had no I wasn't getting anything out of it right I was just like oh this is what a boyfriend is supposed to do and I, I don't really like I'm just doing it because this is what I'm supposed to do um I didn't feel like I was getting the the uh the other half of that or the latter half of that where it's like you give but you also receive something mm-hmm. um which is like the foundation of a relationship right it's like you're you're giving something to someone else and then they are giving something back to you. And ideally it's like an equal, um, equal exchange, uh, full metal alchemist shout out, but it's like, a <laughs> it's like an equal amount that you give and that you receive. Um, and you, you know, it's not necessarily equal at the same time. Sometimes you're giving 70% and the other person is giving 30%, but then it switches. And then that person is giving, Mm-hmm. the 70% and you're receiving the, the 30% or whatever the ratio was I used. I like already forgot, but <laughs> I mean, right. Because nobody's perfect. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And life just creates demands. Like something like sometimes you have to give more than your partner in order to, to maintain that relationship. But the hope is that they also return that and that 
they can, when the time comes, they can also give more to maintain the relationship. Same thing on the other side where they were doing things to make me happy. So one of the things in my relationship um, that was very limiting for me and that felt like it was taking away from my personality was I have a lot of like um, female friends uh, and, you know, our groups would, when I say our groups, like my male friends and my female friends would all hang out together. And my significant other at the time did not like that, like at all, like did not want me hanging out with like groups of women or like whatever. So um, for me, that meant like removing a lot of people who meant something to me um, from my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And now like me today, like there are certain people that I would not compromise a friendship with for the sake of a relationship. Like, absolutely not. Um, at the time, though, being 19, it's like, oh, this is my first relationship. And, you you know, you go into it thinking, like, oh, I'm going to marry this person. And you're kind of, like, swooning over them. Um, and so I didn't have, like, that rationale where I was like, oh, you know, these are, even though this is someone who's been in my life for a long time, this relationship that I just made right now is way more important than than these people that I've known for years, right? So I didn't have that that understanding at the time. And so because I didn't have that understanding, I let that situation take advantage of me. Um, I don't, <laughs> so like, I don't remember what, what the question was. <laughs> because I went, on, I went on a little bit of a rant there. Okay, we'll go um, back to okay. the question that you forgot with. The, the question was how did it <laughs> like, how did what? it affect me no oh my gosh was there a breaking point was there a bre- that's right the breaking point so yes there was a breaking point um and for me it was just like not feeling like myself and feeling taken advantage of um and even like i think that that's probably not something that i would necessarily feel the same about now um, because I don't think I would ever make it or get to a point where I felt where I didn't feel like myself. I wouldn't let, I wouldn't let a relationship get that far. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm not feeling like myself, it's something that I would bring up from the jump and be like, yo, this ain't okay. Like we gotta, either we gotta fix this or like we gotta move on, you know, do something different, whatever. So um, I, de- I, I still think that I could be taken advantage of, right? It's easy for people to kind of lure you into a sense of comfort. And um, once you're in a, like in a comfort zone, it can be hard to move out of that comfort zone. So you can still, I could definitely still be taken advantage of, but I hope that I'm more like mature enough now that I'm able to see those warning signs and able to kind of like center myself and be like, Hey, you know, this isn't okay. This person is hurting you. This situation is hurting you. What are you going to do to rectify it? Yeah. So, I mean, those are good points because I think when you're younger, especially if you're, this is like your first relationship. I think my first boyfriend was when I was like 17, 18. So I was really young. And then I think as I had more relationships, I was able to spot like the things that I, that were like warning signs or red flags. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as like some guys um, definitely did make me feel insecure, like my career wasn't good enough um, or 
like I wasn't thin enough or I didn't have like I didn't fall under like the perceived notion of beauty for Asian women um so things like that where it's like you once you grow older and you find your sense of self and what you want in a relationship you can kind of figure it out but I think it's harder when it's like a slow buildup to a toxic relationship. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like the first few months or even sometimes years of a relationship can can be fall into that honeymoon category. Yeah. Where you just everything is so new and happy and then once it passes and you've kind of grown accustomed to having each other in your in each other, in each other's lives where not necessarily like the ugly starts to come out but you you kind of try to be less perfect less on top of things less you know you you start to show you start to be more comfortable with like being your being really yourself you know mm-hmm. um so in that sense where it's um like for example my friends where it took years for me to be like, Hey, um, and not, I not, I didn't necessarily in one instance, I didn't necessarily say, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. I just kind of like slowly backed out of the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in another instance, it came to a head where she really did hurt me. And I said, you know, I really was like, I owe it to myself and I owe it to her to be honest and say what you did was really fucked up you really hurt my feelings um I obviously still care about you but we just cannot be friends until you figure out your shit you know you need to figure out why you act the way you do why do you behave the way you do because we're not young anymore we're adults we're grown you know um you can't just be acting that way and behaving that way so um, I think you have to find the, sometimes the breaking point is like when it absolutely hurts you the most, which sucks, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because for sure. Sometimes we kind of just like become pushovers and, um, we let things slide and then it comes to a head and it blows up, you know, and then that's your breaking point. But I think, you know, the most important thing is like, um, once you realize that, you know, this is just not good for you, address it. And if you can't resolve it, then you should try to leave the situation in a safe, safe way. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So breakups are really hard, regardless if they're with your romantic partner or your friend. Mm-hmm. Did you, were you scared to like break it off? I feel like when you're young, it's really, really hard to break up with somebody because you don't know how to do it. And the last thing you want to do is like hurt a person's feelings. Yeah, I think you're right. Like when it was when I was younger, it was definitely pretty hard. And even now, um, I wouldn't want to I like don't want to hurt people's feelings, you know, especially now, like even more so than when I was younger. It's it's so important to me to be as kind as possible. And, you know, part of that is, is trying not to offend or to hurt anyone, right? Um, that being said, there are 
instances where for your own self-preservation, being offensive and causing harm is necessary, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, I mean, for example, like leaving, if you're leaving an abusive relationship, whether that be emotional or physical, um, oftentimes that person will try to salvage something by saying like, oh, I'll kill myself, right? But like, something like that, like, so that you don't leave or they'll threaten to harm you or themselves or other people. And you don't want to leave that situation because of that. Um, and I've, I've had friends that have gone through that where they are being kind of held captive in this situation by this abusive partner. Um, and I mean, the only advice that I could ever tell them is that you have to, I know that this person is threatening to do this stuff but you still have to leave this situation for your own safety and for your own health. Um, like the, their actions are their own and you cannot be responsible for what they choose to do. And I think a lot of times we have a hard time separating ourselves from that, right? Because it's, it's very often that people might blame themselves for someone else's actions. Um, and it's, you, you, in all honestly, you can't do that in order to remain healthy. You have to remember that someone else's action, someone else's actions are their own. And so, when I was younger, I think that um, a lot of the times I would blame myself, right, in my relationships. Right. Like the reason that this person um, is, you know, treating this, treating me this way. Like, let's say that um, in my previous relationship, right, when she didn't want me to hang out with women, the reason that she was acting that way and didn't want me to hang out with women was because I was acting inappropriately in those situations. That's what I would have like um, assigned to myself, even though I wasn't, I was blaming myself for what, you know, for this other person, this other person's actions, essentially. Um, So I think it's incredibly important to be able to remove yourself from those situations and to be able to um, realize that you're, that when you're blaming yourself, it's not necessarily, um, on you and it's not necessarily your fault it's more so just a matter you have to you have to be able to preserve your health and preserve your life in order to uh get out of a situation like that yeah exactly and i think they say like the most dangerous time for a woman or a person who's leaving like an abusive relationship is when they're leaving actually leaving and Mm -hmm. so i think I don't know what it's like to be in a really, really bad toxic relationship like that, but it's just, yeah, like you said, it's all about putting your self-preservation and your safety first Mm -hmm. and your mental health first. So um, you always owe it to yourself to put yourself first in those situations because Mm -hmm. continuing down the path of being with a person who treats you bad or doesn't appreciate you or doesn't respect you um it doesn't a lot of the times it doesn't change and yeah it doesn't get better um Mm -hmm. and I out of all the relationships I've been in or I've seen my friends go through I've never I really haven't ever seen a relationship where a guy or a girl who cheated on them or um disrespected them 
and then said they're sorry and said they would change actually did change. Yeah. You know, so I'm not saying that people aren't possible of growth and change. I'm just saying sometimes us being like, okay, I'll take you back or okay, I forgive you just gives them another excuse to, to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd say that I've been through that actually. I've, I've made an initiative before to like bring someone back into my life Mm -hmm. and that was returned with like more of the same, like abuse, like slightly altered, but still more of the same thing. Right. Right. So, um, you can't really expect people to change. Um, and like you said, um, the potential for growth is always there, but people have to realize themselves and want the growth for themselves in order for that change to happen. Yeah. And you uh. shouldn't be the reason why a person is changing, you yeah. know, like you yeah. can't say, okay, he's with me or she's with me and that's why they're going to change mm-hmm. because most of the times that's not the case. That person needs to change on their own. They need to mm-hmm. actually want it a hundred percent regardless if you are in the picture or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes the best thing for you to do is just exit the situation. And personally, for the friendships that I have like cut out or kind of stepped away from and like have been less of an active friend, I haven't seen those people or individuals change in a way where I'm like, okay, I want to be friends with you again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more like now I just understand who they are. And obviously we're still going to be cordial with each other and there's no bad blood. And we've put our grievances in the past, but I know that in my heart, those people, if I were to let them back into my life, it would just revert back to probably the same situation. And so I think it did suck. It really did suck because those people I was, I was friends with them for years, you know, and I mm-hmm. at one point considered them my best friends. Mm-hmm. To lose that, it's like, um, I obviously didn't want that, but um, I just had to, you know, just, I just had to realize, like, I had to take a good look at it, trying from an outsider's perspective. And a lot of people would tell me, like, why are you friends with her, you know? Yeah, she's crazy or, you know, she says this stuff or I don't like her. And I would just be like, you don't you know, you don't know what you're talking about or whatever. Right. Yeah. You're yeah. a good person to me. And. And then it's 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 only until I kind of put myself in like an outsider's perspective, like if this were happening to one of my good friends, what would I tell them, you know? Mm, yeah. And trying to see it from like what everyone else is telling me. Yeah. Um, so I think it's really hard to, to exit a situation. It's even harder when it's like in the extreme cases. Mm-hmm. Um, but from my experience, like you just feel, you feel so much, like you feel lighter when you're not in that situation anymore. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Like, um, I remember regretting like removing people like removing these people from my life at the mm-hmm. time like it like immediately after doing it because it's like you're leaving your comfort zone right, right? it's like leaving a job or or uh graduating from college right it feels incredibly uncomfortable because you mm-hmm. don't know what's going to happen next 
But then in retrospect, you're like, dang, that was the best. Like, <laughs> shout yeah. out to me for doing that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because then you realize, okay, I don't have to deal with that anymore. Like, yeah, I yeah. have so many more opportunities now. Maybe mm-hmm. as far as like dating or making new friends. Um, so I know that it's hard to make friends as an adult, but it's like, it's better to have good friends like a few good friends than a lot of toxic friends, you know? Yeah, for sure. I think even one toxic friend is too many. Yeah. I guess life is too short. Like for real, I don't think I have any toxic friends anymore. Um, I mean, I have a lot of annoying friends Mm -hmm. (laughs) in Mm -hmm. some instances, but they're not toxic. They don't bring me down. Um, So it just takes a lot of like, inner like self-awareness to know Mm -hmm. what you want in a friendship so Mm -hmm. so what do you think like would make a healthy relationship today like a healthy friendship and i'll see i'll say like what a healthy romantic relationship would be okay so uh a healthy friendship i think it's just like what i was saying earlier it's just like give and take you know it's respecting uh the other person and accepting them for who they are um like I love my friends like some of my friends have annoying personality traits to me um but they're not like toxic personality traits right it's just like everyone's different everyone handles things differently and so you have to be able to either accept that personality trait or you gotta like move on right it's like there's why is this person in your life if you can't accept them um I think a lot of the time it's, it can come down to um, have you communicated about that personality trait that's annoying you? Um, Because I think that maybe an annoyance could grow into something toxic, right? If it's like repeated and it makes you feel lessened, I think that that could possibly grow into like a toxic trait. Yeah. Um, But if you haven't communicated about it and to that person and seen whether they're taking like any initiative or steps to, change that into or to change that behavior um then personally i think that's on you i think because i'm like a very i'm huge on communication right like if i'm doing something that is pissing someone off and they say nothing to me about it then that's on them to me right because most i mean nine times out of ten i probably don't know that i'm pissing this person off or annoying them or whatever right if they're just like trying to be nice or be cordial um, that's on them. Like, you got to tell me like, Hey, I don't like this or I don't like when you do this. And then from there I can be like, Oh shoot. I didn't realize that I was doing something to upset you. And then from there I can like change the behavior. Right. But up until then it's like, I don't know, like, this is who I am, you know? So it's, um, that's what I'm saying. Like you can't expect, or if you can't accept a person for who they are yeah, fully, you're, you're like doing yourself a disservice by not communicating to them at that point. Um, But I think it's just, I think it's just give and take. It's being willing to give your entire heart to someone, but also accept someone else's Um, and treat it with like the fragility and like with the care as if it were your own Um, and trusting them enough to do the same with your own heart and your own actions. So um, I think that's all it is. It's just being emotionally aware and intelligent enough to, uh, kind of bring someone else into your life and and treat them with respect Mm -hmm. 
I mean, that's what it ultimately comes down to is respect, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, I think it's almost the same thing for a romantic relationship, but a little more so because there's, like, the intimacy involved, right? So I feel like a healthy romantic relationship um, for me would be, one, they have to respect you and your differences um, because, obviously males and females or male, you know, people just like in general are different. No one is the same. No two people are the same. Right. And it's going to be, there's going to be some sort of difference, like either culturally or behaviorally or, you know, so just understanding that this person has a different set of beliefs in certain ideologies or whatever, and then respecting them. And then I try to understand them. Because, you know, we don't always grow up the same way. And then you don't just want to be like, okay, he believes that. But you you should try to understand why he believes that. So that helps you kind of understand and respect it, I think. And then bridging any communication gaps. Because I feel like when I was younger, it was always like my way or the highway. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it still is that way. But (laughs) it's not like... (laughs) My way, it's the my way or the highway, and that's because I say so. Mm-hmm. It's like I try to put my point across and make it like understood why, um, why I feel a certain way. If it's like you know, if my boyfriend like I I don't like it when he doesn't um, like I don't know how what like a good example would be. Um, like I don't ever get in bed unless I shower and I'm clean, right? Okay, yeah. And I kind of lay down the law, but like, yeah, we've talked about it. This is why I believe it, you know. Mm-hmm. Or if I get upset because he does something, or if he, I get, if he gets upset because I do something, we talk about why we are upset. We just don't say I'm upset and close it, close ourselves off. And mm-hmm. it's actually really hard to do that because. Sometimes when you're really upset, all you want to do is, like, fume and yell and and stuff. Yeah. And so I think a really big sign of a healthy relationship is, like, no matter how angry you are, if that person can, like, get you to talk about it mm-hmm. and get you to, like, and listen to you actively and not yell over you, mm-hmm. then that's, like, a really big sign that you guys are at a good place. That's good. And then... Um, trust, obviously, you know, I, at one of my cousin's bachelorette parties, um, we went and saw like a male strip show and it was like very uncomfortable and I did not enjoy it, but my boyfriend, (laughs) (laughs) but my boyfriend, yeah, it was horrible. Yo, I feel like you, I feel like you would have loved that. That's weird. It was so funny to me. It was just like, just so weird it was like mm. it was just the strangest experience and some girls are into that and that's fine but i just thought it was really funny Wait, you and said this was a bachelor a bachelorette yeah bachelor party. okay okay we went to like a magic mic thing but you know some guys will be like no don't go or whatever i'm uncomfortable with you going but oh yeah yeah facts but my boyfriend was like here's cash like have fun <laughs> like you know where that's yeah. like a true sign of trust you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, 
So that's really important. Um, and I just think, I think those are like the big things, like respecting each other's beliefs, communicating, you know, any issues or any beliefs that you have and understanding each other and then trusting each other. Um, so relationships are really hard, whether it be like they are. friendships yeah. or romantic. Um, so it's all just about understanding your boundaries where you're comfortable, sticking to that, and then trying to communicate. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that um, it's worth saying that it, I don't think it's a bad thing if a guy is uncomfortable. Like, if you're, like, say you're in a different situation with another boyfriend and the guy was like, hey, I'm uncomfortable with you going to that show. I don't think that's necessarily a yeah, bad thing. Obviously. I think it's like, it's what works for your relationship, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's just like when if if my boyfriend was like, I'm uncomfortable, I would be like, don't be, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm only going because it's my cousin and she really wants us to go and like, I'm not going to do anything like, but if he was like, hard, no, hell no, I won't talk to you for a week kind of thing, then. Yeah, see, that's like toxic behavior. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah, Whereas he's like, like punishing you, yeah. Exactly, so that's what we're trying to say, like, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so. I hope this helps people who have probably who are in toxic relationships or think they might be. Um, I feel like everybody encounters somebody in their life who could be a little toxic. Yeah, uh, for sure. For sure. I mean, that could be it, it doesn't necessarily have to be your friends or your significant others. Like we said, it can be in your family. I've known uh, people who have told me that their siblings uh, or they have toxic relationships with their siblings. I know people have toxic relationships with their parents. And so it's not always easy to remove yourself from a situation mm-hmm. like that, especially when it comes to a blood relative. Um, that's, I, um, arguably, I think that it's harder than right. with, a, with a friend or a, um, or a significant other, just because it's like we have this societal expectation um, that you don't give up on your family, right? You just, your family mm-hmm. is always around and you don't give up on them. Um, but I have this belief that your family are the people who actively um, work to support you and uphold you. And uh, then there's like relatives, right? There's people that you are just related to via DNA, um, which is why like the, there's this concept of you can also choose who your family is, Um whether that's your friends or your significant other and you can create your own family or whatever. Um, but I think that's, that that's important to remember is that um, families act in a certain way and it should be supportive. Um, and so like, if you have a toxic parent, for example, you know, just, just figure out the way. And if, I mean, like if cutting them off is absolutely a no, no, like I could never cut off my parents no matter how terrible they treated me. Um, Cause that's just like cultural for me, but if there, you in that sort of situation, I think it's important that you figure out a way to um, coexist with them. Um, like for me personally, I know that I get along better with my parents from afar. Like our relationship is 10 times better when I'm not with them. Um, even though I love them, it's just like, yo, I've just noticed that when I'm not living in their house, our relationship is cool. Like it's dope. I call them on the phone, have a good yeah. time. I have the freedom to do whatever I want. They're not questioning where I am or what I'm doing. Um, and I feel better about myself because of that. So uh, 
that makes my relationship with them better. So I think it's important in those situations where you feel like you can't remove yourself from it to learn to coexist with someone. Um, especially in those situations of like blood relationships where it's hard to like cut them out. Yeah, for sure. I have kind of several cousins where I'm just like, "Mm, we're cousins and I wish we could be friends, but we're just cousins. Right. Yeah. So it's all just about, yeah, you can always respect them as family members but you don't always have to maintain a relationship. Right. Yeah. You don't gotta, you don't gotta be friends with them. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, you can love somebody, but you don't have to be with them all the time or Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. maintain a relationship with them. So um, it's about understanding that. Unfortunately, in the terms of family, it's like, yes, with parents, especially it gets really hard because you don't see eye to eye all the time. Right. But at the end of the day, it's like you have one life to live and it's not your parents' life, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That is so, so true. Your life, like your actions and your life are your own. You can't like, in the same way that you can't blame someone for, or you can't be blamed for someone else's actions. It's like you also have to live your own life and make your own actions and be like willing to live with those circumstances. Yeah, I think that's something I learned um, young because I had like the typical tiger mom. So where I was like, expect to always make good grades and stuff, which put a lot of stress on me, which is where I feel like a lot of my anxiety comes from. Mm -hmm. But I think because as I grew up, I start stop being like, okay, you're not dictating my life anymore. You know, I have to do as best as I can do and not try to be like perfect in your eyes mm-hmm. because it's just not possible. Like mm. if you are, if you're, if you have, are with somebody who has like these unreal expectations or just expectations where you are breaking your back to meet, it's not healthy. It's not, nah. Absolutely not. You should not be going to a chiropractor for your relationship. Right. <laughs> it's like you have they have to also understand like, yo, I'm trying, you know? It's Yeah. And you need to love me and respect me even though I'm not perfect and not, you know, I don't I can't make all A's all the time or I not perfect at sports or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. So, it's really it's really hard i think and it's all just about slowly or try and find that courage where you can just stick up for yourself which is really hard yes for sure for sure i think all in all what we're trying to say is just take care of yourself and yeah just you know be be aware of what you're what you're going through and don't feel like you're the only person in the world going through it i like Mm -hmm. swear that someone else has gone through it before and knows what you're feeling like mm-hmm. um and we live in like an amazing age where we have the internet and can google just so much shit yeah. like you can find anything so you know find find your support system like find what you need to make your situation better or to get out of your situation like there's there's honestly no excuse to me to like to torture yourself like you know just yeah. take like take care of yourself um like i don't know 
like yo anime like I, the only thing that's coming to my mind is like anime <laughs> right now but it's like yo so many people publicly love anime now and that was such a niche like yeah. community when we were growing up right so it's like you can find you know you can find your community and you can find your, your support system anywhere um and you know don't be afraid to go to a therapist or seek mental health um services either that kind of stuff is like really important um and i know it's like hard and uh you know there's this there's still sort of a stigma against it but i promise you going to those things um i don't think that it's ever been negative or like unbeneficial um it may not help sometimes like some people don't get anything out of therapy but i've never heard of someone saying therapy made my situation worse right no, you're exactly right. And sometimes it's just about finding the right therapist. Yeah, yeah, therapist. for sure. I've but, had a couple and like only one of, I only remember one because she was just super dope. Mm-hmm. And the others, I was like, okay. Like, I, <laughs> I mean, I remember that they were there, but I don't remember them really like affecting my life in any way. Yeah, exactly. So I hope that you guys have, I don't know, this helps somebody or you guys found it interesting. It's a little of a downer of a topic, but... I feel like yeah, I'm sorry we couldn't come with the jokes. <laughs> I feel like it's pretty relatable. I mean, yeah, I mean it's part of it's part of growing up. You know, it's like something that you do have to deal with. Yeah, not everything is sunshine and and rainbows. Right, balance. Exactly. <laughs> but anyways, thanks guys for listening. Um, we release every other Wednesday. Um, <laughs> we we try to. We're <laughs> <laughs> we do our best. <laughs> and I think for this season quote-unquote we only have about two more episodes i think after this one yeah i think this is episode eight and then we're ending the season on episode 10 yes so don't forget to follow us on instagram at t-o-o two zero s (laughs) good job (laughs) i have to spell it out in my head and that stands for tales of our 20s on instagram it um, is what's our uh what's our follower count now uh it's like 80 people which is pretty oh good. <laughs> that's pretty good okay yes. thanks for listening y'all and we will speak to you guys in the next podcast I'll see you guys later bye, bye.